Love you when you was in beast mode. Loki thought you was a cheat code. <laughs> Okay, we're going Sean. Welcome back to the Cheat Code. I am with Sean and his brother Jay as well. Uh, this is the last part. This is part three of what we uh, started. Um, getting into a, a, bit, a little bit of the Cheat Code. And there's a lot of things that, you know, I was learning along the way. So um, this was supposed to be a one-part episode, but it turned into three parts because it was very... Intriguing. It was. It was. So yeah. my favorite line, peeling back the onion... Right, we haven't reached the the core yet, right? So, and, and one of the things that I was intrigued about that my brother said was, uh, he would say that he was a whole gumbo pot of things that there was a whole gumbo pot of things that caused him to be this way. Right, and we attempted to dive in the pot. I said, let's go deeper, man. Let, let's see what's all in that gumbo. Uh, yeah, we. I, I saw a couple of shrimp. You know, <laughs> saw some 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 sausage. You know, what I mean. But sausage, no sausage no, in your story. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. I was about to say, sausage shouldn't be in his gumbo. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, uh, without further ado, Sean, go ahead and take it away, man. Take take us take us a little bit into the, the whole. The pieces of the puzzle. Right. Um. So, I guess we had little parts where I discussed um, women issues. Um, that was a big thing with me, um, starting with my mother. Right. That, um went through with um seeing my baby mother cheat on me. Right. And um and then on until my wife leaving me. Right. Um at a time when things got a little um hardcore um in the relationship and that's when I really started. That's when I started cheating on my wife. Cause I had made a um I had tried to kinda keep it cool once I made a choice to get married. So um after she left and I found myself um I done put everything into her, and she was gone, and um, that was a sad, dark moment right there. So, all right, just just to frame it up a little bit, so everything that you just mentioned, you know, with, with mom and all that stuff happened early on. Correct. I mean, my mama thing was it started at age seventeen, and a right. resolution wasn't reached until age thirty five. Okay, so all that contributed, and you know, into, into your self esteem and. How you was trying to, you know, pretty much validate yourself, right? That that's fair to say. Um, just just to feel better about myself. I okay. don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so you were still feeling the effects of uh, the the what you uh, token as mom issues, right? You were still mm-hmm. feeling it, but it it didn't it didn't affect you to the point where it messed you up in your marriage because you you wasn't stepping out and cheating during that point, right? Um. It, Correct. I would okay. say I would say so, but um, it was still at that time I was still real young. Okay, and I wasn't. <clears throat> I was still in in a position where I was in denial so far as the importance of identifying my father. Um, I had the mentality that I had a strong, respectable black mother, and she was my mama and my father. Right, and that's just what it was. That was my mentality. So I didn't understand the importance of identifying him until I started getting a little older. And that's when I was able to realize like, wow, maybe I got woman issues. I didn't recognize it at the time, you know, but I recognized myself as someone who didn't consider women's feelings as much as I consider my own. When you you realize that? Early on in life. Um, 18, 19, 20, by the time I'm, I'm impregnating women and they're having kids, I had three kids in three years. Boom, boom, boom. Two different women. Okay, so four to five years, just small stuff with inappropriate conversations, but no no, no real cheating. All right, so take it to the f- five years and actually take it up to the time where y'all started having issues that caused y'all first breakup and separation. Um, a lot of it, we, we was young, we had kids, we had a blended family. I had another baby mother, and um, she was falling out of the picture, as in um, like a deadbeat mama. And so, um, and even when she was in the picture, the care for the kids was subpar. So um, it became apparent to me that I needed to get my kids. So as I got them and went through that whole process, um, it became very strenuous on the home. 
financially, emotionally, mentally. I mean, we had a two-bedroom apartment, and now I'm talking about bringing in two more kids. <clears throat> it's already a family of four in a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bathroom apartment. And now I'm talking about bringing in two more kids. And um, I'm making nine fifty an hour. <laughs> you know, working 60, 70 hours, working as many hours as I possibly can, but... um. I wasn't in a position where it was like, you know, um, my finances backed up what I wanted to do. You know, it just it just didn't. It was going to obviously provide a financial strain, and it did. And my wife had certain points of views on things that, you know, like us all at that age was, was young, you know, young-minded. You know, she felt like, you know, she wanted her own special family and, you know, she's seen me taking care of the kids and, and, and doing what was right by my kids, but she didn't see them having to move in, especially with no mother present. So now she goes from a weekend stepmother to an everyday stepmother trying to replace an absent mother. While, while being gotcha. a mother to her own kids. While having to be a mother to her own kids and a wife to a man who makes pennies and has four kids and four fucking felonies. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> I put a lot on her shoulders very fast, mm. you know, so um, so to no blame of her, you know, it became a thing. And um, <clears throat> as you add everything on, everything on, and in a particular field I was working in, some changes in the government caused us to have to shut down to reapply for certain licenses or whatnot. So I was out of work for like three and a half months, and that sh- Things went left then, went left real fast. And that's why in the last episode when I was talking about I was in an apartment with no lights, it wasn't because I wasn't being a man. My, I got, I had a staff meeting called like December 15th. It was like, yo, we closing down on the 30th. You know what I'm saying? And we should be back opened up like March 1st, March 15th. But we got to apply for different licenses because of the legislation that has been passed in the government. So, um... You know, it's tax time for everybody with kids. And right. so I'm thinking, we okay, but I had already jumped and sunk everything into Christmas. You know, I, now I'm hearing that I got two weeks to work a job, but I got a thousand dollars worth of Christmas presents on the tree. Christmas would be canceled that year. Let me, let me I take already a, bought Christmas. Let me take a. It was December 15th. You know, what do you do? And then to, to your four boys. Do you just disappear these presents? Let me take the time to interject and say a statement that needs to be said. So we're clearly identifying that you had struggled with some infidelity issues. Before, yes. Mm-hmm. However, we're also listening to your story and listening to how you stood on your own two feet and took care of four kids with a checkered background, which means that you didn't have a job that would, you know, provide you financially to do this on all, but so it was a tough road to take. Right. So I want to take this time to uh, commend you and point out to the listeners that which what we're, what we're doing is identifying a good man who had trouble over here because I hear a lot of people down people who has uh, cheated as a bad person, right, right, and. I, and you know, so listening to your character, and I know your character, but listening to the character, just hearing it, you can't call this man a bad man, ever. You know what I mean? Now, maybe a bad husband at a time. I mean, right. I mean in some sense, that 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 strange pussy was like medicine. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and it's crazy you would say that because when my wife came back, I mean, she left in in such a haste. The year leading up to when she left, it was a lot of um, hardcore conversation going on. But um, it was more so me begging for conversation and her giving me very limited responses. She was obviously unhappy. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> she left. And she, she told me, you know, if I had my own money, I would leave you. And um, she filed taxes and got the tax money and left. And so I get laid off December 30th, right? So taxes come like first week in February and she's gone. We got January bills that we've been playing off, waiting for taxes. And now they done caught me. And I'm sitting in the crib. I got a month and a half before I can go back to work. And she's gone with the tax money. And um, I felt played. I felt low. I felt abandoned, which ultimately tap danced on the abandonment issues I felt with my father. 
Wow. Mm, you understand gotcha. what I'm saying? So gotcha. now I'm looking at abandonment right in the face. And um, you mix that in with a little self-esteem issues. You mix that in with a man feeling like he can't provide for his children because of criminal background history, like you spoke, you know what I'm saying? And you you mix that with a dude that's trying to do his all and do the right thing, and it just don't seem to be coming together. As a matter of fact, maybe doing the right thing is turning people against you. And then you find yourself in an apartment, and it's 30 degrees outside, and it's 20 degrees inside. And um, it's a letter on the door saying you got 15 days to get out of here. And I, what I found myself doing was sleeping at my friend's house on, on his daughter's twin-size bed with Dorothy Explorer sheets on. And I'm a grown married man, God. but I needed to get warm. You know what I'm saying? And I needed to get my grown ass warm. And so um, it was hard. And, and it, was a, it, was, it was moments in time where I had to vow to myself <clears throat> that I'll never get caught with all my eggs in one basket. So if you ever leave me again, it's going to be somebody waiting for your ass to leave. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be ready to cook me a fucking meal if you think you're going to leave me in a situation like this, man. So it, it, it I, I took my wife back. Um, She came back. She wasn't gone a month. Um, She came back and I took her back and it was no big issue. But what really happened there was within a week of her being back, she had a seizure, which was something that was, wasn't part of her medical history. First one. It was something I had never seen before. Um, that remains in question. First one that you knew about. The first one I knew about. But in my mind, that's why she came back home. Because mm. she had a seizure. And her family and people are scared. And we need to get you somewhere where we know you will be taken care of. Take your ass back home. I know you don't want to be there, Shimano. But go back home. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. So <clears throat> I take her back, but because in that short period of time she had that seizure, my whole focus went from repairing the marriage and talking about how we got there to taking care of her. Health first, right? So what happened essentially is we never got to address the feeling of abandonment. We never got to address what was going on inside of me. The focus went to taking care of her health. This was a new major problem going on in it. So now I got a seizing wife that I'm taking care of that just abandoned me with the tax money. So I got to give my everything to take care of her. How? Who's taking care of me, man? Right. Well, how did you feel during this time period? Fucked up. R- real quick, how long was that? Separation again? Uh, you might have said it already, but I think I missed that it. That first one, it was it was right at a month. It wasn't right it wasn't month. long at all. Okay. Long enough for the tax money to run out. So at that <laughs> so at that, at that month, what, what was you dealing with other females already? No. Not yet. That month is when I got on Facebook. Okay, so you weren't on Facebook previously. I, I I had sworn away. She had been telling me get on Facebook, get on Facebook. I'm like fuck that shit. I got a real decorated pal. I got a lot of people that know me. Actually, and I edit this out, but actually, you were, you did get on Facebook before that. No, I did. So no, that, no, that was no. that was after that. That was after. It was right. with the lips. Yeah, no. them lips. That was yes. that was years after. That, that. was years after that. <laughs> I was for the year, but I never forget that. Shine with the lips from Harrison. <laughs> I was like, you nasty motherfucker. So, hold on. So, so, you accepted the friend request before you looked at it hard enough to was long hair. You got to keep in mind the friend request thing is a real small little circle so picture. I, I didn't even, I just get confirmed. It, I happened, it happened to me too. Go ahead. And, 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 and we're we, we not going to act like that. I'm sad though, didn't happen. We're we not going to act like that both of y'all got tried by. Yeah, he tried both of us. I guess, I guess it's something about chocolate. I don't know. No attractive man when he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You, you heard my story. Yo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact of the matter is, <laughs> if you out here listening, Gabrielle, don't start that <laughs> shit. I thought it was Tila. Nah, nah it's Gabrielle, Gabrielle Love now right now. Son. It was Erica Kane. Facts. Tila. Yeah. Now it's Gabrielle. Yeah. Because he probably think he looked like Gabrielle Union. Yeah, he probably yeah, looked yeah. like a union between Gabrielle and a and a damn gremlin and a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, I, shout out to Freedom of Choice, God. <laughs> boy. But, boy um, I didn't even know Louis Vuitton made size 16s. But we, but we, um, but the situation was crazy, man, at that time frame, you know what I'm saying? So I was trying to just put the pieces together. And one thing about me, one thing about us, you know, and most of the guys that we, we, we call friends and we still hang out with, man, I mean, loyalty is real. That's true. That shit is real. And I'm glad so, you said most. And, and and so even though on some levels you can say, um, well, if you step out on your wife, you're not being loyal. You're not being loyal. Well, in my, in my mind, I was able to to um, to create enough um, fuel, uh, enough fuel to understand that this is not about my loyalty. It's almost helping me stay with you. So it was medicine. It was medicine. And it is it's all different kind what, of ways. Was it was it medicine because you wasn't getting enough sex or was it medicine because you wasn't getting enough connection? It was medicine because I needed to feel loved and I didn't feel it at home. Everything else about home was right. But I didn't feel loved. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel wanted. I didn't feel desired. I didn't feel appreciated. Um I felt used. Mm-hmm. I felt like a bridge. And so, um, I could go get my 20% from somewhere else, right? right? And it's not about questioning my fucking loyalty because none of these chicks stand a chance. No. I'll never leave you for now, one of these women. Now, speak on this 20% you just said, for, for those that don't know, I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but that might have went over someone's head. Um, and that's just something I, um, you know, we all hear lyrics and movies and, and, you know, from your plethora of things that you take in, you know, some things stick with you. And, and this came from a Tyler Perry movie, but um, Jill Scott was telling old buddy, you know, it's like the 80-20 rule. Like, you can only expect to get 80% of what you want from your mate. And so when someone comes along with the 20 that you're not getting, it looks so fucking great just because you're not getting it. But you gotta be able to stay in stay in, in character and understand that it's only twenty percent of what you want. I but like it, I like that, but I, I I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit. Mm-hmm. What if you only getting twenty at home? Then you got a problem. And somebody come with the other eighty. Then that's <laughs> then you pull a Swiss beats and get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Swizzy said, "Yo, I'm, I'll be yeah, right Swizzy back." Swizzy said, "I'm out of here, yeah, man." Let, let's let's say that the, the chick giving you uh, uh, hell of sex. You know what I mean? She mm. throwing it on it. She used to be a stripper. You know what I mean? So you and know, she hook give, a steak up. Yeah, she giving you all it. Mm-hmm. But she barren. She can't have kids. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? She, she don't cook. That's always a bad right. thing. She's bad with money. Your mama don't like her. Yeah, I mean, then you got a problem. I mean, when you start looking, but the at sex pros, is good. So, but but here comes this here comes this uh, mother love looking chick that's like, I I'm, I'll bake you a cake, buy you a PlayStation Four, and I and, and all this. All you just need to come over here. The home is ready for a husband. Mm-hmm. She giving you that, but she telling you, you know, what I mean, I you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I mean, in response to that, if you're only getting twenty percent of what you require for a successful relationship, then you, you that's not a successful relationship. You need to get okay. out of there. Okay. You need to get out of there. Cheating shouldn't even be an option. Now, how do you how do you transi- for a how do you transition from? Well, you know, I, I just know. make the transition. You know, I know. Yeah, that, it's not that difficult. I mean, I mean, you can't even. I don't even see how you get into a marriage where you're only getting well. 20%. Some people, well, some people marry marry. You don't? You very Hell no. Some people marry very young and they marry strippers. And I'm not coming down on strippers because it might be some strippers. No, I'm not coming down on strippers. Right, but that's the second time you done said them in a negative. Just giving, negative no, 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 not, no, no, negative, no negative at all. It's just, it's just I'm just using it as an example because mm-hmm. most of them are very, very attractive women. Fact. So if you order just for the attraction, you know, that's no promise that all that other stuff is going to come with it. Well, True. And, and True. Well, also... You can meet a person, date a person. Um, you guys have chemistry, and um, everything you got. You guys can have chemistry. The the sex is good and everything, right? And then you guys grow apart. So, uh, for me, I met a girl at twenty four. Okay, uh, we got together, whatever, okay. and at thirty. Who we were at twenty four, we were totally different people. Right. So that, hap- that happened. The twenty four year olds were perfect for each other. Those thirty year olds couldn't stand the sight of each other. 
if you had to put a percentage on it, what do you think you was getting? Was you getting 80 or was you getting 20? At the end? At the beginning, what was you getting? At the beginning, I was getting probably 90. Okay. Toward the end, what was you getting? Probably 10. So what was the 90 that was missing? Connection. Okay. Um, The more I found out about the inner her, who she was for real. Right. And the more she found out about the inner me and all of that, like, it just wasn't, it just didn't, it it didn't work. Like, she was, like, real big in the church or whatever, and, but she was also uh, DS anytime. Right. So. What was the 10 you was getting? Uh, top and bottom. He's <laughs> 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 <It's> dead. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question for both of y'all. If you getting eighty, or you getting fifty, do you think it's because somebody else is getting the rest of it? Nah. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Why do y'all think that? I mean, I think a lot of things go into that. One of the most important things, especially speaking to my personal situation, um, I think um, it's a difference between you know how you're raised, and um, in my household. We was we was raised on love, family sticking tight. Don't let nobody come in between you guys. Mm-hmm. And got to um, keep it tight. Which, which household are you speaking of? The household you grew up in. Oh, no, no, no because you said in my house. I didn't know if you were oh, talking about us or no, you okay, and your wife and your kids. No, so. but, but that's the same thing I pass on to my kids. But, Both um, are true. That's why I right. Went, you know, very true, very true. Um, but in in some people households, they're raised on survival. It ain't about Love is about doing you, handling you, taking care of you, and, and things of that nature. And I think um, <clears throat> a lot of times when you have certain situations where you have to bring two lives together, that's why I speak and I can't speak enough on it. You know, the upbringing and the environment is so important because how do you mail, how do you mend together these two lifestyles and they come from two separate Things you understand what I'm saying. So when as you start that process, um, it's easy to overlook not going deep. For sure, it's like we we yeah, we're good together. We have fun and we hang out and we laugh and we. Right. But then when you start talking about insecurities, because we all got them, when you start talking about values, goals, morals, things of that nature, and things that may have shaped you in a negative way. When you start talking about those things, that's the meat of the relationship. Because mm-hmm. if you drop y'all on the island, it ain't about being able to laugh and joke together. Can you really survive? Do I really know what lengths you will go to to certain things? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, I think in my particular situation, that played a big part. It's just the difference in how we was raised. And so um, I didn't really think it was a situation where somebody else was getting what I wasn't getting, I just think that um, in my particular situation, my wife just didn't know how to love what my understanding of love was. But uh, so we're we're right up to the point where um, you get to the separation. She comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you feeling now is, um, I feel like I had to step out because it's kind of like maintaining me because. I'm stepping out for something I'm not getting at home and I'm taking care of you, uh, you know, because of your physical uh, mm-hmm. condition. Elbow, right. So take me deeper into how you feeling through that process. And did you, did you, did you justify it in your head that it was okay for you to do that? You know, b- because what you was, what you was dealing with. Um, absolutely. That's exactly what I did. I justified it in my head for, for a multitude of reasons. Um, because I felt like I had certain issues while well, I knew I had certain issues. And I ultimately, in that whole sweep of things, I lost faith in my marriage. Like, I really... While still in your marriage. While still in my marriage. Because I didn't lose faith in my resolve to be married. I lost faith in her promise of forever. Because I just seen that you didn't really mean that shit. So you thought the breakup was coming any day? Any day, I didn't. When when she, when when my wife came back, um, the lights had got cut off. 
It was maybe like $180. I never forget. It was $180. And her mother called me. Her mother called me and said, I just heard about this whole separation and this is crazy. You know, you guys supposed to be together forever. And um, I just want to know if, if she come back home, will you take her back and will you work things out? And I'm like, you know, yeah, like you need to talk to your daughter. Like this ain't no issue with me. She took the tax money and dipped. Like you need to talk to her. She said, well, what if... What if I pay your light bill? I get the lights back on and will you go back home and will you work it out? And I said, all right, cool. And then I went home the next day and my wife was there and the lights was on and everything seemed fine. And I was like, you know, hey, let's um talk about things. And it was like, you should just be glad I'm home. Just be glad. I instantly got the feeling that she felt forced okay. to be back home, probably because it was the, the best option for her for whatever reason. Right. But I didn't think it was because of love, because of the promise of, of forever. So would it be safe to say that part of you having your outside relationships uh, from your marriage mm-hmm. was kind of keeping you emotionally ready if some if, if if this thing was to happen again with the breakup? Like like if, if you didn't give 100% your all, the emotional uh, setback would be less if you were, if you had your own thing going on outside, is 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 that safe to say? Um, yes, everything except the I felt like I was giving my hundred percent. I didn't I didn't cheat in the sense of like what you hear the um stereotypical cheater. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't never I've never started an argument with my wife because I promised Shorty I was coming through. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've never um I've never um not came home when it was expected to so i because i'm at shorty's house you never called and said hey i'm i'm working late but i'm you going somewhere else um no i've i've said i'm going to work early (laughs) 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 i mean we being we being honest we being honest you know what i'm saying so um right so and and i you know and that's what i have done um so it was more so like i found opens and opportunities in an already scheduled busy schedule to you know have an hour or two to go by and see a female and if if I'm dealing with a particular female you know I'm I was very very careful um so I feel like I was really doing my best in my marriage you know and that, that was it could be some level some bullshit in there you know what I'm saying but um you so know, the, I so, didn't. So the cheating felt like a necessity to you. If it, it at that time it was a necessity for me, I was gonna snap. I was gonna snap. I mean, you know what I mean. I I, I had too many negative feelings about myself, and then the two people in my life who has always been or who had always been a, a positive reinforcement for me. Turn out to be a liar and a fucking dipper. Like my mama lied about my father, and my fucking wife dipped on what she promised was gonna be forever. So these two women who you helped me. build me up, huh? You had me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm gonna need consistent jokes. Cause I'm talking about shit like real spill. Nah, I see it. That's why I did that. Like real spill. Yeah, I'm talking right. to, like if we wasn't on these mics, I'm fucking around and cry. Like right. I'm talking about things that has really shaped me. And you couldn't have asked for this interview at a better time. Cause I'm right here at this forty shit, and it's been a whole lot of reflection and thing going on within me for like the past four five months, man. So you couldn't have asked for this interview at a better time. That's right. why I was ready. I was ready because I I want to share. Cause hopefully it'll help some some young man who's sitting around feeling some kind of way about himself and he don't know what to say, he don't know what to do. He's just acting out. You know, whether it's um spending his light bill money on drinks at the bar cause he don't wanna go home and be in the silence by himself cause he has to deal with that pain on the inside. You understand what I'm saying? But not even paying attention to the fact you just spent your fucking light bill. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And um yeah, but I spent many years there, and that that was during that time and front that time frame. Well, you know, I felt bad about myself. I felt bad 
what was holding me together was the people that I felt like loved me. So I had four kids, four felonies. I had all this shit going on, and I'm just trying to work my fingers to the bone so my kids could have a father. And the only thing that gave me positive reinforcement, because at that time, um, unfortunately, I still looked at my kids as burdens. I had kids very young. They came back to back to back to back. One mama, the other mama. One mama, the other mama. I, re- was, I remember we had we had we had an inside joke about that. But yeah, that was that was the basketball team. You know yeah. who it be. Yeah, you know so, who it be. Yeah, and so and, and, and the crazy <laughs> part is, the crazy part is when we when we spoke in in, in verse one and in, in episode one about how. Um, I think the statement Jay said was, you know, competing with each other because we are all very competitive. Now imagine, right? I got my mom's doing this. I got my baby mama who ain't shit. I got my wife who ready to dip. And my close-knit of friends can't get enough of making fun of my situation. It's hilarious see, to see, them. See, see, not, see, not, see no, now you're making me feel bad. Don't, no need to feel bad. Now you're making me feel no bad. No need to feel man. bad. I'm just saying because it goes, it's a testament to what Jay was saying in right. the first episode, how you can have these feelings, but you would giggle with the crowd. So you had a feeling of selflessness or not, I won't want to say worthlessness, but less than. Worthlessness is correct. I don't want to say it though, but we'll go with that. Uh, and you was talking about how at this point in time, your kids were still burdens. And mm-hmm. so. That's how I looked at them. No, I didn't no, see no. them for the blessing that yeah, they was. Yeah. No, you know, no, right, no, right. No. But it's cool. But I want to dive into the, the, the feelings and the thought process of it. So is it fair to say that with everything that was going on in your life was pretty much another knock, another rock, another uh, setback or whatnot? Then to expect one to uphold a relationship is almost ludicrous. Um, and that's why I got to give a real big shout out to my um to my wife, you know, because um although there was times when I didn't feel it, um in hindsight I can always see that that she, I mean, she tried to 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 stay steadfast. I mean, she tried to be my cheerleader. She tried to be my supporter, and um. I mean, it's, the cloud was heavy, and it's a message. I mean, it's a message in that. At though. this point in time, you know what the stuff that I'm dealing with, you could drop this shit on a forty year old. But how could crumble. you? How could you see the cheerleader with everything else? Like I didn't a, see it at the time. It, it's a message. So a lot of people who feel like I don't have anything going on, mm-hmm. or, or, or I'm less than, is someone right there in your corner, but you can't see it because you're you're too focused on the on the problems. I'm gonna tell you what I tell my what I told my son this morning. I told him this morning, Eli, you know we're going through some things. I told him that this morning. So when you when you gather your hypothesis, the next step is collect the data. And Man. it is who of you. It is your duty to collect the data. You need to go speak to the people that you love. You need to go speak to the people that and run your hypothesis across them. You need to give them a chance to give you data. Because a lot of times we tend to think that we know it. We know, I know, I know, I know. And you don't. If you, one of the kids I tell my kids all the time is you got to remember the simplicities of elementary school. And if you can do that, you can be successful in anything. But you got to remember the simplicities. But through life, we this shit get too complicated. But if you treat others like you want to be treated, if you be kind, if you be polite, if you remember these things that they taught you in elementary school, you'll be just fucking fine. <clears throat> and one of the things they taught us, one more so in middle school, was the scientific process. You know, when you're doing a scientific experiment, you know, you do your hypothesis, and the very next step is collect the data. And that's where a lot of times when we say we don't discuss feelings, we don't talk about feelings, that's collecting the data. You got to go talk to your elders. You got to go talk to your mate. You got to go talk to these people so you can realize, because another principle in elementary school is Nobody knows everything, right? Yeah. That means even uh, to your own self. You don't know what's the right move for Makai. You know what I'm saying? You know everything about the right move. So you have to be teachable even when it applies to you. But a lot of times with us, we seem to think that we can accept the fact that we don't know everything. But when we're talking about ourselves, 
or talking about our kids. We know or our mate. Oh, I know all. I know, I know, I know. Nah, you don't. Collect the data. Take a little time out to do some research mm-hmm. um, about your own situation. And um, you can you can avoid a lot of pitfalls. But at that point in time, I didn't do it. I, I gathered a hypothesis and I ran with it. And that was the mistake. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I trust my wife enough to put a ring on her finger, but I didn't trust her enough to come tell her how I was feeling. That's deep. Well, be, could it be that trusting her to tell her how you was feeling would cost you way more than that ring did? I was scared. Man. I was scared. That's that's big. If she knew, a vulnerable position, she would leave. Yeah. That, that's big mm-hmm. because one of the things I struggle with to this day is letting my wife know how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I would say, you know, that's that's the real testament. That's the real testament. If you can't if you if you are in a place where you're scared or nervous about the repercussions of discussing your feelings with your supposed best friend, that's a problem. Well here's the problem. And you need it, to you need the, to rectify it. And and I understand the problem's deeper because the problem with letting her know how I feel or you or you or anyone. Is that I then have to come face to face with my feelings, and that's the prettiest picture they ever see. You understand what I'm saying? That's so. When I say you know facing those feelings could be the most prettiest picture you ever seen is because you get to start seeing yourself in a light that you didn't even know, to where you can look in the mirror and just cry and laugh at those tears because you see yourself as something you've never seen before, and it. It just it's a beautiful feeling. It really is because vulnerability and openness and honesty frees your spirit. So is it fair to say that where you would cheat in the past is now a conversation about whatever was wrong with you and your spouse now? Correct. So that that moment had to happen, and it happened later on in the story. But that that moment had to happen, you know. Well, um, it was time when I said in episode two, I believe, when it was time to come clean and time to confess. Um, that was a very big moment as well. <clears throat> but I'm in that moment, and my wife is left, and she's back, and um, she's dealing with sicknesses, and I'm dealing with a bunch of things, and now I'm cheating. I jumped on Facebook. Um, I jumped on Facebook while she was gone, looking for friends. Cause I didn't have nobody phone number, <laughs> and so um, that opened up. And no, did no disrespect to social media, but it's the fucking devil. I mean, it opened up a world of all, things all that I couldn't to social touch. Media. Social media is fucking evil. I couldn't touch it, but I could have it in my face at any moment. You understand what I'm saying? It gave me access to way too many people, way too many um, avenues to express. The hurt and the pain and all that, whatever, whatever. I'm sharing memes left and right. I'm making posts and people is going to stay strong, be strong. Stay, I'm proud of you. You know, the positive reinforcement that you can get from social media is fucking intoxicating, what, especially when you're in that emotional state. What about unclosed doors and unresolved issues? Like, did, did you come across any of that? Of course. My favorite insecure posts on Facebook that I see that I would not participate in is if you f with me, give me a story of of, of when we met right, or, like, or drop one hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, 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 like, why does the people need that? Man? <laughs> Yo, what you gotta understand, man, especially because because now we gotta get deep because your Facebook friend list is limited, right? It's limited to the friends that you know, the people that you know. So when you start thinking about that, it's that's further makes it limited based on your experiences in your environment. Like your friend list is going to be way more diverse than mine because you haven't been to the service, you haven't been in all these different places. But my friend's list looks like Smith and Dudley High School. That's what my friend's list look like. Smith and Dudley. Allen and Lincoln. Like that's, that's if you if, if, if you go through my friend list, ninety percent of it attended those schools. So now once again we're talking about environment, location. It's it's it's, it's people is regulated to a certain part of town for whatever reasons that we discussed in another previous episode. So um even the psyche of that group 
is still affected by that environment. You understand what I'm saying? So in that group, there's more people who's prone to sleep with a married man. It's people that's more prone to be financially um, at a disadvantage that may feel like engaging with a married man will be a financial advantage for them or whatever the case may be. Bottom line is I guarantee you 80% of my friends list has emotional issues because they came from the same environment that birthed some of our emotional issues and and emotional insecurities. The same environment birthed these things. So when you say that's what you see on your, that's what you see, that's because of the people that you know. They in the same fucking boat. And they they in the same boat as me, but they not real enough and not in touch enough with their emotions or may not even be aware enough to come out and say, like, I'll scream to the ceilings. I have security issues. I don't fucking care. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've identified it. I'm working on it and I, and I'm better for it now. You see what I'm saying? But some people won't do that. They can't do that. And so it shows up in a, if you rock with me, drop a 100 and you, what you don't understand is every time their phone thing, thing, they open that motherfucker and hitting Facebook. Cause I want to see who just dropped that 100. And so they going crazy. So what it has done is distracted their mentals from feeling like nobody loves me to look at all this activity on my Facebook page. So that's a that's a way for them to seek validation as well. Correct. So what happens when they drop that and don't nobody drop that 100? Then they normally come back with a revenge mad post. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Then then then, then the next like, week. Wow. You, the next it week. Like what though? What, what is it'll it? look like. It'll look like something like this. It's funny how whenever motherfuckers need me, I'm always there. But when I need somebody, ain't nobody answering their phone. You it'll come <clears> in. A, it'll come in a post and, like that. And, and, and let, let's speak to that. Or post. or they'll change the approach. And the next week, instead of saying if you rock with me, drop a hundred, they'll t- post good morning. <laughs> Yeah. See how many people post back good morning Or they'll share a meme <clears> that say Don't scroll past without saying good morning You understand what I'm saying? You see they, shit all the day would, In, would, in would our field what we call it ASB right yeah, Attention seeking behavior Or would they That's drop this If you love Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Don't scroll without sharing yeah. I mean you know what I'm saying It's It's Attention seeking behaviors And the crazy thing is You can look on Facebook and see it all day long And what we what we skip over is the psyche behind it. The well, hurt I, child, I have, or the I have molested decided. boy, or the heartbroken girl I, that's behind them posts, yo. I have decided that when I see that, <clears throat> I won't take time to comment because that's not what I do. But I like or or love. I don't like. I love the status to let them know that hey, I'm not going to participate in what you do, what you're doing, but I'm here for you. And I might send them. A, I might. I might inbox them and just say, "Hey, how you doing? Just checking up on you." Like a week later, because I understand. I haven't ever done that, but <clears throat> to feel lonely in a room full of people who supposedly love you is a humbling feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it and, is. And which brings me to like talking about my father issues. I was telling um, my wife after we listened to episode one. And um, I was telling her about the last time I felt the anger behind it. Because it's still there. It's still very relevant. Um, which was last summer. I went to my mom's house. And she told me, you know, a bunch of the old heads are right, coming over. Have this celebration. It's going to be this one and that one and this one and that one. The names was a who's who of the adults that played roles in my upbringing. It was my duty. You went too. It was my duty to go pay homage, right? Did I go? You didn't go when I went, but you went by that same weekend or something. I think so. My um, nah, I skipped it on purpose. Oh well, I probably should have. But so, <laughs> nah, but, but when I went in the room, all y'all knew. All y'all knew. And y'all got the nerve to stand up in my fucking face and hug me as if. I don't know what they thought process is, but I told my son that this morning too. See, when you in that position of hurt and pain and 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 feeling 
less than, what you tend to do is you start projecting some of those feelings onto your closest people. And you start thinking that maybe that's how they feel about you. When really it's all up in your head. But it could be true, but you don't really know if it's true because you don't trust these niggas anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's so, so I guess ultimately what I'm saying is when you start stirring that pot of all these crazy emotional issues, man, you could really run into a black man lost. He just out here trying, trying his best to make it to Tuesday, you know what I mean? And he's in his head, in his heart, to his soul, he's lost. And I have an answer in my head. What's the toughest thing to say? Like, what's the toughest part in that? And I want both of you guys to respond. And then when you respond, I'll tell you what I think it is. Tough, toughest thing to say when? Like, in, in, in that moment where you feel less than or or, or inadequate or whatever. I, I, Be- I, because we all have been there. Yeah, I, th- I think the toughest thing to say is just that. Facts. I would have to agree. The toughest thing to say is that or help. And that was my answer. Help. Let's flip the coin. So you got these women who are promiscuous or not. It's showing up now as independent women. Because the the trust issues won't allow them to say help. It could be. You think it's something there? What, what, yeah. What, so, so what they're saying is, I don't need you. They right. take, they take advantage from in their here. own hands. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the same insecurities that we're talking about that they feel like, no, this is just a dog ass nigga. Like, not thinking about the deeper level. This is a dog ass nigga. I don't need niggas. All niggas ain't shit. Blah 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 blah. So now this this independent woman wave. Like, you let a married woman tell y'all to be all the single ladies, like. So how do we address that? How do we address that? We got to get to a point where we're not afraid to be emotionally vulnerable. But we you, got to you, you said it, therapy. Well, we got. well, it's a couple of things, though. Because, one, I don't think females really know that dudes they're dealing with are dealing with those type of emotional issues. That's the key. Because we, we've been told it's, it, it is weak right, but to, to, all, to have that. All of society has been told that it's weak. So when you do get in that vulnerable place, Mm-hmm. It, it could be your wife, your girlfriend. You let her know you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, and let her know you're hurting. She'll take advantage of you. They maybe might, they, you might get a response like, you know, you you acting like a bee. Yeah, and that's and that that's the you know what, I'm what, what what I'm saying. What I've learned with my wife is what we got to do is is is, is 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 people who who are trying to get to a better place than what we've been in the past as as a black community. We gotta. Stop assuming the worst of each other. We gotta stop. Just give somebody a chance. Now just give, give them a chance. And if you get burnt, you get burnt. Give, I mean, give, give one so, way so, how to do that. Though. Hold yeah. on, hold on. I mean, because if you get burnt, then your ass is burning yourself anyway. By holding on, you're already burning yourself. Give the person who you gave the benefit of the doubt. Give them a chance, especially as men. Put your cards on the table because what you can't say is most times these women will put their cards on the table with your ass. They'll let you know I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You know what I'm saying? They waiting for you to say I love you. You understand what I'm saying? And what we do is we try to hold on to this machismo thing or this pride thing and we just because we it's so bred in us not to speak from the heart and not to open up like that that we then we automatically like I just said a few seconds ago what you assume you put that on the person next to you where she's probably going to say toughen up nigga or you acting like a bitch or you need to get some balls or you need to whatever whatever and you'll be surprised just imagine right if you get burnt one two three times or none just imagine the feeling of relief when you find the one who will hear you. What's, so what's I guess crazy? we can get back to what to what the story is. So I'm 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 back. Um, I'm cheating now. All right. And I'm justifying it. I'm justifying it mainly around the the premise of if I'm able to do this carefully, if I'm able to do this without disrespecting my wife, without her knowingly knowing that I'm disrespecting her. Outside of the actual act, um, and then I made I made a, a a special set of rules, which made me help me sleep better with it. Wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. 
I want to know the rules, but for, <laughs> but for the listeners, who are you justifying it to? Myself. And see, I don't think everybody caught that when you said that. Yeah, I'm justifying it to myself. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> because you're not a wrong. bad guy. It, yeah, wrong so, is wrong. So you have to make it okay. You have to make it okay. You have to make it okay in your mind somehow, some level. So I made certain rules, like I wouldn't um, start an argument with my wife to cut out on her. I wouldn't. Never come inside my house after 11 p.m. You know what I'm saying? I'm home by then. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm not out here fooling around with no chick. Ultimately, it wasn't about buns. It wasn't about sex. It was about a feeling that I was chasing. And um, and a feeling that I enjoyed giving to other people. And so, um, so I developed these rules to help myself color inside the lines even though I was bugging <laughs> I didn't want I was I could never look like a, I was bugging out so I came up with these rules to um help me accept what I was doing and I did it and I did it strong for years and as the years went by I found myself now I'm at year 12 marriage year 11 and and I have been cheating consistently almost without fault for that entire time frame from the time she came back until this current time I'm cheating so from one mistress to the next so a part of the cheat code is identifying stuff while you're cheating and in and out of strange beds nice try Jay and Go oh, ahead, Melvin. no hold on hold I seen right through that shit like <laughs> hold on while you're cheating <laughs> You shouldn't have used that statement. It gave it away. Dog. No, he gave it away when he announced his his his. But I wasn't how trying you to announce your segue. But right. I wasn't trying to. This is the segue. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to. Um, yeah, you was. No, yeah, I, was. Okay. I'm still gonna okay. ask the question. Continue. So, so now I'm, I'm finding ways to justify. The six, seven years go by, and um, and my wife finally um, and it was some issues there. She she had caught me inboxing one or two chicks. And um, I guess she always kind of felt like I might have had something going on. And from my experience, that's why I had suggested earlier talking to a female who, who in hindsight can review some of the things that she's seen because my wife had a lot to say to that once I um, made my confession. But um, anyway, <clears throat> she she left again. She Hold felt on, what like did she you convinced. Uh, I'm getting I'm gonna get to her. Right. Um, she left again because she felt like. Um, she had gave a lot of her life to kids and being a wife. Um, when we got married, I was twenty three. She was twenty one. So first, first separation was around five years. Mm-hmm. Second separation was eleven. About 12. eleven. So mm-hmm. y'all, so y'all, so from five to eleven was filled with uh, infidelity, and also you all were trying to make it work, but there's something still missing that you're going outside to get, which was. Feeling love It wasn't necessarily I mean To me I can't say that she felt that way But I guess in hindsight Maybe she felt like She wasn't She didn't want to be there But we was trying You know We had these four kids And they was counting on us And um, I mean you know At some point Especially when you get So involved So young You feel like This is the safest path To doing the right thing Like if I'm just trying To do the right thing By the kids And all that it's better that we just do this shit together. And so um, even though you got your outside activities going on, home is still where the heart it is. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's where I was at on it. So, But as we start breaking down and things start, one or two incidents happen, and it wasn't that she, she never called me cheating. Never called me cheating. But she did catch me inboxing a chick that I hadn't, Seen in like eight years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hadn't seen her. None of the inbox was explicit, you know. I mean, it was explicit in, in a sense where we was having inappropriate conversation, but it was it wasn't in a sense where we was talking about linking up. Um, one of the things she put in the inbox was like, you know, you always talking shit. You talking about you gonna come see me, nigga. You ain't gonna never come see me. And I'm like, well, when I got the money, I got the time. When I got the money, I don't have the time. When I have the time, I don't have the money. You know, classic nigga shit. Just to keep them on the team. But I ain't really coming down there. You know, just to keep you on the team, though. And so, and I said some shit like, you know, I always want you. I always love you or whatever. And that shit went to my wife's head. I think she was just looking for a reason at that point, though. And she got it. But that was like the summertime. And then she left like the fucking Memorial Day the next year or some shit. 
in April, whatever, Labor Day, Memorial Day in April. She left May. <clears throat> May. The summer went down. Um, I entered into a whole other situation trying to heal, trying to find love outside of my wife. And, um, and um, my wife started talking about wanting to come back. And when she was aware of that situation that was going on in her absence, she was steadfast on coming back. Um, and she began to fight for me, which helped renew my faith in her to some degree. Um, even though I knew it was some petty shit, she it, it, was, it I don't know if it was all about love or it was about well. Even though I don't want them, bitch, you can't have them. You know what I'm saying? Can't now can that's can that be petty though? I mean, like if 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 I if I chose to be with somebody for life, I can afford to be petty. Because you get what I'm saying, like I, I, I guess that sounds a little possessive. That's my husband. Yeah, you can't have him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but it could have went the other way. Like I, I really don't care. You can have him, and that would have been more hurtful. Right, you that would have been a lot more so hurtful. I, mm-hmm. I, I, and, you know, just my opinion. And you said that you saw her fight for you. I would, I would much rather have that. That okay, yeah. she fight for me. Forget why she's fighting for me. Right, she fought right. for me, and and that, and that was. I mean that was that was monumental, and so as I was trying to rebuild and trying to figure out if I even wanted to rebuild, that that's when the um, idea of counseling came into play. But I had this other situation that I, I had to disengage from, and um, that was a painful process in itself um, for me, for the other woman, and for my wife as well. Um, because she was aware of it, and so um, now that she's back in the house, she's checking for it. She's on it, and. Um, I struggled severing those ties just in a sense of I cared about her feelings. And I'm just I'm not ashamed to say it. She I didn't see her as being malicious on any way. I thought it was a, two friends trying to help. She got a lot out of hand. I mean, yeah, she knew what she signed up for, but <clears throat> she warned me of this happening, this outcome, and I was hell bent on that it wasn't gonna happen. And now it's happening. And that made me feel bad. And I I mean, I even discussed that in counseling. You know, I mean, I was very, very straightforward and very honest. And so, but during the time when my wife found out about her and she was investigating, she had a seizure. And I'm lying. She's texting old girl and calling old girl and they going back and forth. And so um, when she came back, um, when she got herself together from the seizure, I told her, um, I just came in the room. I remember it, I went to the kids football game in the thunderstorm, counted the game. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. I went home and I was like, look, I just want to tell you that I ain't shit. <laughs> she was like, what you mean? I said, no, I, I sat on the ottoman at the foot of my bed and I laid flat back like as if I was in counseling. And I put my hands behind my head and I was like, y'all, I just want to let you know I'm not shit. She was like, what you mean? I'm like, you know, not only am I sleeping with this female that's on the question, but I've cheated with you with six to seven females over the past seven years. Put it out there straight like that. And the crazy part about that is the reasoning. Because my brother, the fellas, I mean, everybody I told this to, except maybe you. Because we talked about that me, you, and Ron. Damn. Yeah. That was the last time we was all together too, man. Yeah. We talked about that shit at the trap, park. Trap was and trap was with us too, man. We talked yeah. about it that day at the park, man. Damn. Yeah. Damn, man. But part of the reason why I said that is cause of my belief of my environment, right? Like if you really love me, you can love me when I'm covered in mud. If you can love me when I'm covered in mud and you know the deepest, darkest, grimy and shit I done done. And you can still love me, then okay. Cause keep in mind, I'm going through the grieving process of my marriage. So go. So rewind that back to you collecting data. That's almost like you was collecting data. Let me put this out there, mm-hmm. and I'm about to really see. I'm about to really see. Cause if you say okay, and you still want to come back, cause at now I don't know if you coming back cause you just found her her, her ass in my phone. You know what I'm saying? So if I fuck around and cut her off. Cause you found her ass and then you leave in three months and I done lost her too. Then what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? Or or you just coming back to sabotage what I got going on. So 
I wanted to know because her loyalty was ultimately in question. This was the second time she's left from a situation she promised forever. Second time. And um, I think the promise was that I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Whether it's sugar or shit, this is ours. You can tell me whatever you got to tell me about your feelings, thoughts, and I'm going to love you more for trusting to tell me that as opposed to judging you or, or looking down on you about you from what you're telling me. And once you get that ultimate spirit of teamwork, it just opened up our conversations to a level where we spoke like we had never spoke before. And we talked about things that we had never talked about before and ultimately learned each other on a level that we didn't even know existed. <clears throat> and so with that rebuilding of team, with that renewal of faith, that rebuilding of the teamwork, um, we was able to find pure love, not love out of obligation, not love out of raising these children, not love out of comfort or convenience, but I really love your soul, who you are as a person, your weaknesses, your strengths, your problems, your insecurities. I love your insecurities. Now let's work on them. You understand what I'm saying? And the key to us <clears throat> bringing it back, because once I told all that, I mean, can you imagine listeners? Can you imagine, right? Not only am I cheating with the chick you think I'm cheating with, but I don't fuck Sam chicks in the past. <laughs> how many? How many people survived it? I, I still how they survived I did that, bro. I did it though, and like I said earlier before, I didn't say that because I'm trying to talk smart and like some genius. I say that because I had to have that look in the mirror moment. Is it better to to reveal all that when you're trying to move forward? I mean, because there's a lot of people who who probably has done the same thing mm -hmm. have not gotten caught. Mm -hmm. um, and probably not in a bad place in their marriage, right? So, what what did it do for you to even reveal all that? It um, it helped me. First of all, it helped me. It it provided a platform to where I could accurately explain my insecurities and my thoughts and my feelings and how it showed up in my everyday life. Because I don't know if I would have been able to tell her. As thoroughly about my mother issues Until I had to explain Why I was sleeping with other women <laughs> right, right, You know it. what I'm saying It yeah. gave me a platform to where Like I said I laid back on that ottoman And I spoke Into, into my eardrums filled with tears You understand what I'm saying And I just I, I never sat up I never looked at her I, ne I just spoke Was that the first time you verbally told somebody Another human being that you had those issues Yes um, maybe in bits and pieces I may have But um, so far as the whole spiel that, that was the first time ever man And when I when I did raise up And I looked at her And I seen tears Instead of a woman packing <laughs> You know what I'm saying that's, that's when I said That's my partner So was it therapeutic For both of you y'all you think Yeah I think it, it did, did it allow you to first, like, is that the moment where you first realize that your wife loves you for you? Yeah, that was wow. the first. And 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 it's crazy because I came into the scenario all hyped up on a, this ultimate test for her, right? Mm -hmm. But when it was over, it was a test for me. Mm -hmm. Man, say it, that it was it was all about me, and now I can tell y'all this shit, and I and I. I don't have secrets from y'all, you right. know what I'm saying? But these are things that has been embedded in me for years. Yes. And now I can tell y'all. I mean, I think around the time we had that conversation apart with Ron, that's when I was starting to realize these things. If you think about the course of our friendship, our conversations have not been the same since that conversation in the part. I'm a different guy. Mm. I'm a different to my core, to my heart. It was what I was scared of being a blow up turned out to be the breakthrough that was required for me to start looking into the next phase of my life. He he preaching now. And I was about, I was about, <laughs> I was about doing, to say you, you doing my you doing my job. Man, man, I, you, I thought you, I was the preacher. But yeah, so man, we we was able to um we was able to go to counseling 
we um we learned a whole different method of addressing the um the dialogue our dialogue um patterns and how to um come from a place where we could speak without being um rooted in that anger or that disappointment and um you know she would talk about you know what well, you cheated you cheated and i was like what about the time when you you know because the story goes deep you know with with the issues that that we had in those seven years that we kind of it was full of infidelity where it wasn't just infidelity it was it was you know she she had an issue with the kids being there she had issues with trying to love me you know and i you heard me say earlier you know she even made a statement if i have my own money i will leave you i mean you know so it was like as a man how do you wear that right if i have my own money i will leave you you get your money you leave and then you come back now you need me to take care of you because you season you know what i'm saying so um <clears throat> it was it was a lot to um stomach but we was able to find out how to stay away from coming from that place and how to understand each other as our ultimate teamwork and where our hearts lied at was with each other and then, and then we was able to attack the enemies and it and doing so made us closer it was like it was almost like a video game. Like every enemy you you pass, you got a new special weapon. And every board you pass, you got a new special power. And your your life bar started this small, now it's this big. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And it just made us stronger to the point where, you know, I I, I got a best friend. And you think you got the tools to make this thing forever? I do. That's it. And, that, and that's big. And I'm, I'm going to make one statement, then I want you to close it out. Um, from this whole thing, the 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 best thing about marriage period, especially if if you dealt with these type of things in your marriage, you know, infidelity, uh, trust, all that stuff. Self reflection is 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 more important than pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? If both people were self, you know, like you know, you get nowhere with pointing the finger at each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right? both people are going to be on the defensive. But if you both self reflect. Right, and mm-hmm. you identify the things that uh, uh, are causing your shortcomings or causing whatever it might be, um, and you can identify those things and combat them. Especially if you combat them together, right? That's that's the ultimate goal. You agree with that? I do. I totally agree, man. So I think the key is to to find someone who you love enough to do your due diligence, and you trust enough to do theirs. And so if I know that you're going to honestly come back from that mirror with some meat and potatoes, you know what I'm saying? I, you ain't going to just go self-reflect and be like, yeah, well, maybe I can start leaving the commode seat down. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going right, to come back right. with something that that's you're going to really go do your homework. And now we come back to the table and I'm talking about my um, inability to maintain low tone during arguments. And you're talking about your um inability to show sympathy to to the kids you know we talking about real meaty things and um if you can trust each other to do that then like you said the the enemy never becomes your mate so the key is to find someone who you trust enough to do it and you love enough to do it for and if you can do that then you're almost an unstoppable force you know that's that's a beautiful thing Thank y'all for joining us on the Cheat Code. Uh, this has been part three of my interview with Sean. I appreciate you coming through, bro. Jay, I appreciate you as well. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, please share. Uh, please like, subscribe. Um, go on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. And leave a comment. And you can also email us at CheatCodePodcast81 at gmail. You know, with questions, uh, comments, uh, things you want us to talk about on our next episode and all of that stuff. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, we'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace. You.